0: If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So, why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to My Bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with My Bookie. Did you know that you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half, it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Blue wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Okay. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. And it's intercepted at the 35-yard line. Derwin James. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of the Powder Blue Review. I am your host, Michael Peterson. This podcast is brought to you by Blue Wire Pods. Welcome. And unfortunately, this is a little bit of a somber welcome. I wish I could be truly, genuinely ecstatic about talking about this game, talking about a victory on this Monday, but unfortunately, guys, it's just not meant to be. This is our first hashtag not... Victory Monday of the young season. I really thought that the Chargers could put this day off for a couple more weeks at least, but here we are, Monday after week two, not victory Monday. So if you guys unless you've already pushed it out of your head, let me remind you the Chargers dropped a absolute thriller, an absolute heartbreaking loss to the Detroit Lions 13 to 10. Absolutely crushing. Um, wasn't exactly what we all thought. Both teams were fairly depleted. The Chargers obviously are missing their fair share of players. The Detroit Lions were missing a couple as well. Left tackle, excuse me, Taylor Decker was not active. Middle linebacker Gerard Davis was also not active for the Lions. So we thought that this could possibly be a game the Chargers could win handedly. But again, these are the Los Angeles Chargers. And those games where fans think, and the news media think that the charges should be able to win handedly. It is never handedly. It is also usually excruciatingly frustrating, and usually there involves some level of playing down to the level of your competition. So unfortunately, we get to talk about a loss today, what we can kind of take through or take from the loss, the good, the bad. We are going to do our weekly segment of Surge or Static, which players surged or took a step forward in their play, what players stayed static or took a step back with their play. And those guys, you know, you never want to be on that list, obviously. But um, there is a number of things to take away from this game uh, and unfortunately, we have a little bit of injury news as well, with Adrian Phillips unfortunately breaking his forearm in a tackle attempt against the Lions' carry-on Johnson as well. We'll get into that um, here shortly, but uh, let's do the thing. The Chargers traveled to Detroit as a 1-0 and football team, barely. The Lions came in as 0-0 and 1 after a tie with the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams went into overtime week one. Both teams have been depleted. So you thought this matchup was going to be pretty even, actually. You'd like to think that the Chargers' talent would play to the level that we know they could. But at the end of the day, this Detroit Lions team still had some good players. And uh, essentially, you just kind of thought... This could go either way, and unfortunately, that's the type of game it was. It was ten to six for a long time um, after the Chargers kicked a field goal prior to halftime to bring themselves to a two-score lead. But the only scoring that any team had in the second half was a go-ahead touchdown from Matthew Stafford to Kenny Galladay, excuse me, that put them up thirteen to ten. And the Chargers, not for a lack of trying, that's for sure, but they could not find a way to stick on the scoreboard. And they ended up falling 13 to 10 in normal kicking the balls, Chargers fashion. So we take a look at some of the numbers here. Phillip Rivers had himself one of his worst days over the last couple seasons uh, 21 of 36, 293, zero touchdowns, but a fatal interception that ended up sealing the win for the Detroit Lions that he threw into double coverage while the team was in field goal range with less than, I think, 120 seconds left or something like that on the clock. It was an absolute backbreaker. Austin Eckler came out, had another really good day um, through the air, on the ground, ended with 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown, uh, six catches through the air, 67 yards, so a total of 133 yards from scrimmage, but the biggest blunder by the Chargers, personally, I think, On the day was another fumble by Eckler on the one-yard line. Now, I don't blame Eckler for trying to leap the pile once again. He leapt the pile and scored his first touchdown earlier in the game, and he just tried to do the same exact thing. I couldn't believe it obviously happened because this, again, was after the team already had two touchdowns taken back from them. We'll get into those in a second. But it was a normal dive over the pile. Jelani Tavai is a rookie linebacker from Hawaii for the Detroit Lions. This guy just leapt up and literally peanut punched the ball out of Eckler's hands. And what sucks is I watched this thing over and over again, just trying to think there's just no way they could be that unlucky. And I mean, they were that unlucky. Austin Eckler jumped. He protected the ball at first. But when he realized he was probably close to the goal line, he then moved the ball forward. And at the same time, Tavai's hand was going for the punch, and it almost looked exactly like Eckler threw the ball into Tavai's fist. And it couldn't have been more perfect for the Lions on this one. The ball ended up squirting out, rolling to about the three, and then defensive end Devon Kennard fell on it, gaining possession for the Detroit Lions. So, and I mentioned beforehand what happened with those two prior nullified touchdowns. So, earlier in the drive, Justin Jackson ran 66 yards for a touchdown. Unfortunately, near the end of the run, Dontrell Inman was trying to do his best as he should do blocking downfield. But at the last second when Jackson was passing Inman, Inman had a little bit of the defender's jersey and to me, I thought it was barely anything and he let go as Jackson was running by. I didn't think that it stopped the defender from making a play on the ball carrier. But unfortunately, there was a referee right there. They kind of gave the ref no excuse uh, when you do something like that right in front of his face. So unfortunately, that touchdown was brought back. A couple plays later, on a 22-yard touchdown screen to Austin Eckler, Sam Tevy, who is usually pretty good about getting out into space, securing blocks, and kind of helping some of these plays pop off a little bit, he ended up overrunning a defender just by a hair came back and put his hand sort of on his shoulder maybe towards you know closer to his back maybe than his shoulder but i thought it was really ticky tack i thought that it could have been an easy non-call by the referee and again i don't think the defender was uh prohibited or limited from stopping eckler from like really getting a good tackle on him i think eckler had a step on him the defender was a little bit slow turning around anyway to get his arms around the ball carrier but The ref, it was just right in front of him. The ref had no option but to throw it. And again, a touchdown was taken away from the Chargers. But no matter, this team keeps fighting. The offense was still clicking. So they march all the way down. And thanks to a pass interference call that Keenan Allen was able to get out of Darius Slay, the Detroit Lions star cornerback, the ball was placed at the one. And then on a first and one from the goal line, Eckler fumbles. And just kind of know the rest is history. It was absolutely heartbreaking on a first and one. It's just so hard to wrap my head around it. The more I say it, the more I get frustrated. So moving on down the list here, guys, Justin Jackson, seven of 59, another really efficient game for Justin Jackson. Um, He had that long run taken away from him, but he again had a really good day. Uh, Super, super efficient. It's about eh, a little under nine yards per carry for him. He also had a rather large uh, yards per carry average in the first game. Maybe they give this guy some more carries, especially near the goal line. Um, I don't think Justin Jackson has as much hops to get over the pile as much as Austin Eckler does. But at the same time, this guy can move, can scoot, can make some really good cuts and use his blocks wisely. And I think maybe the Chargers would uh, you know, find some more success getting Jackson a few more touches in each game. Keenan Allen, the Slayer, went up against Darius Slay pretty much the whole game. Slay followed him. To either side of the field and into the slot and Keenan Allen finished with eight catches for 98 yards so a pretty good game you know he won the battle obviously uh caused two holding penalties by Slay and that pass interference I just talked about so at the end of the day I think Keenan Allen did get the better of Darius Slay but unfortunately Darius Slay kind of won the war in a way that he got the final interception on Phillip Rivers to kind of put this away for the Lions As for Mike Williams, you know, he was coming in with a knee injury, really didn't know if he was going to go, but uh, he kind of took a big step forward Friday in limited practice. Coaches said he took a big step forward, so he was active. And although he didn't blow anyone away with his stat line, he finished three for 83 yards, including a huge 47 yard catch down the left sideline that allowed the Chargers to kick their field goal prior to the end of the first half. Uh, That put the Chargers up 10 to six. Unfortunately, that lead Didn't really hold for the rest of the game. But the other two catches that Mike Williams put together, again, were these catches where he was kind of giving up his body. He wasn't thinking too much about, you know, I'm hurt, I've got a bad knee. Um, He needed to protect himself at all. He was selfless, gave up his body to make big catches, to make the chains uh, continue to move. Um, And overall, it was a really good performance for Mike Williams. And I think, again, without Hunter Henry here, You can expect his targets and his yards to stay consistently higher than what it was uh, last season. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, Thomas Davis had a game high once again. 12 total tackles in this one. Adrian Phillips, 8 total tackles. Ingram, 7 and 1 tackle for loss. Bosa had 6 total tackles. Played really good against the run in this one, actually. A half tackle for loss. Hayward had three total tackles, had an interception in the end zone to cut a drive when the Lions were trying to go down and tie the game up at 7-7. Huge interception, good body control. We'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins had one tackle, but came up with his first career interception. It was just kind of a weird pass from Matthew Stafford. Just kind of threw it up there for grabs, essentially. Um, Not really sure what he was thinking there, but going back to this Casey Hayward interception. So it was, I think, a second and four... I can probably go back and check, but um, Matthew Stafford saw Kenny Galladay, left side of the end zone, and absolutely launched one up for him. Uh, What happened was it looked like Casey Hayward was playing a little bit of basketball and um, boxing him out, and all of a sudden, when the ball was released, Casey Hayward actually had better uh, position for the ball over Kenny Galladay, and Galladay saw that, and so in turn, he actually yanked on Casey Hayward's jersey a bit to kind of get... Uh, you know, at least stop it from being an interception. But like Casey was yanked, and as they were falling down, the ball hit, I think Galladay in the arm, and then bounced on top of Casey Hayward's chest. And Hayward was able to kind of just corral it and keep it there, keep it from falling off his chest, and, and and stop that drive in its track. So it was really good to see Casey Hayward you know, back in the interception department, uh, you know, he went without an interception the entire 2018 season and to see one or him get one of those early on in the 2019 season is really cool. And I really hope he continues that momentum going forward this season. Unfortunately, as is the luck of the chargers, especially this season, um, Adrian Phillips will miss an indefinite amount of time after breaking his forearm, trying to tackle Carrion Johnson on Sunday, uh, I don't, I'm not sure what else to say about this one. It's just super unfortunate. Um, he just, I mean, you see it in slow motion. There's actually a play that they put up on Twitter where he's diving and Johnson jumps to avoid the tackle. Well, Adrian has his right arm extended, trying to wrap up carry on Johnson's legs. And because of the jump carry knee, it makes perfect contact with Adrian's forearm as he kind of passes underneath him. And, that's essentially what happened with the break so um, he's out, and I'm not sure, again, what the Chargers are going to do because Phillips was Derwin James' replacement. So now, all of a sudden, do you do you have Nasir Adderley come in and play that position instead of free safety, or do you have Rayshawn Jenkins go and play strong safety, leave Adderley to play free safety, or do you have Jalen Watkins come in and play free safety and continue to not give Adderley snaps? Because I'm really not sure what's going on. I think Adderley only had one snap on defense uh, this Sunday as well, and that's so strange because I know he didn't play a lot in the preseason but when he did play in the preseason it was the preseason finale against the San Francisco 49ers the guy had an interception and it was a beautiful interception it was a tip drill to himself showed good hand-eye coordination good smarts drove on the ball and I mean that's kind of what this defense needs right now so these quarterbacks who the chargers are playing are not throwing for maybe a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns but they're completing a lot of passes and they're keeping these drives alive regardless if they come away with seven or three or zero points the defense is getting tired and they can be less tired if they have playmaking making plays to make these drives shorter. So I'm just really confused at what their plan is for Adderley. Maybe it is to bring him on slow. I don't know. But at this point with Phillips out, I think it's really forcing the hand of the Chargers to play Adderley. I don't see them going outside of the team and sign a veteran like they did for cornerback help. I think they've got the people they need where they are. And maybe since Adrian Phillips plays this dime nickel linebacker role for the Chargers, maybe that means Drew Tranquil comes in. The guy's a former safety. He's very athletic. He is bigger and probably close to the same agility, agileness as Adrian Phillips. So I'm really interested to see how they fill that role because they're not only filling the strong safety role again, they are filling their dime and nickel linebacker guy. So again, it'll be super interesting and I'm super stoked to see what Gus Bradley can do going forward, especially against a Houston Texans offense that is super dangerous in the ground or excuse me, in the air and can be on the ground. And I really thought we'd go longer into the season without talking about kicking woes. Because, quite frankly, after the team signed and they found Michael Badgley, and he did what he did last season, I really thought I'd be done talking about kicking problems. But here we are, just two games into the 2019 season, and there are kicking problems. Michael Badgley hasn't kicked in the first two games. Friday before the first game against the Colts, Michael Badgley went down with a groin injury. So that's kept him out the first two weeks in the first week, Long did a good job. He was the AFC special teams player of the week in week one, punted well, made his one field goal. Uh, everything was Gucci. But this game, Ty Long comes in and misses two field goals, two field goals, a 39 and a 41 yarder, which effectively, if the score, you know, everything else stayed the same, would have given the Chargers the lead. So all of a sudden it's, you know, we were wondering how bad bad Badgley's injury is. Is Ty Long going to be axed from kicking as well? Because the guy's doing a good job in punting. But when you force him into a game like this, again, that's close. The pressure's on doubly because he doesn't have to just punt well, he has to kick well. And normally, you only got to worry about one of those things if you're a punter or a kicker. So it absolutely sucks. I don't think he is to blame, honestly. I uh, I think you might just have to blame Austin's uh, fumble. I think you may have to blame the penalties, getting uh, penalties nullifying the two touchdowns. I'm not sure because those things would have taken a bunch of the other problems away. But again, here we are in a woulda, coulda, shoulda world that I don't think we should have ever been in in the first place. There are countless ways to keep up on what's going on in the sports world. But how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now coming to the stage, Axios Sports. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email box. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world from the NBA and NFL to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up. Go to sports.axios.com. Axios Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Read it in 5 minutes in the elevator, or discover a deep dive article while you're on the train to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and coworkers. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content, delivered directly to you. Do yourself a favor, and your time a favor. Sign up for Axios Sports Newsletter for free at sports.axios.com. Seriously, I subscribe to it, and it makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites, apps, and all my other social media platforms. Again, try it for free at sports.axios.com. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. Back in high school, I broke my fifth metatarsal, essentially my pinky toe, and walked on it for a full month before I actually went to the doctor. I kept telling myself it was a sprained ankle, you know, after a month, I decided there's no way that can be a sprained ankle. Well, found out it was broken, also found out I was gonna miss my whole junior season of football in high school. So, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. The Detroit Lions definitely didn't play their best game in this one, but still managed to come out victorious. Matthew Stafford finished with a pretty efficient 22 of 30, 245 yards, a pair of touchdowns, and a pair of interceptions. Many thought that this could be a little bit of a bounce back breakout game for Carry on Johnson, but he finished with just 12 carries for 41 yards on the ground. Still managed to catch two passes for 47 yards and a touchdown that helped the Lions bring the lead down to one, uh, bringing it seven to six chargers. With it was a really nifty screenplay, I'll be totally honest. I think KJ maybe bounced it two or three times in his own hands before he finally snagged it. And he was able to outrace a couple defenders, broke a couple tackles on his way to the end zone. It was super frustrating it was a super good screen i'm not gonna lie i totally all three linebackers went the other direction that matthew stafford faked before just turning around throwing it to KJ in the flat and letting him do the rest. Kenny Galladay finished as the top receiver, eight catches for 117 yards, and the go-ahead touchdown late in the game. And that touchdown, man, y- y- the thing is, you kind of knew it was coming. Um, when you play enough football, and especially when you get to higher levels, there's this thing called sudden change, or just taking advantage of demoralizing moments. So when the Chargers held the Lions to third down, and then held them on third down, and caused a fourth down as a fourth and one Um decided to go for it and so the lions were able to uh, convert on a fourth and one and of course that demoralizes the defense they were so close to getting a stop and getting off the field and then they're just absolutely deflated once they convert so a smart nfl coach will try and take advantage of that demoralization and try to make a chunk play out of it. So on the very next play, they throw a concept to the right where the slot receiver ran a post and the outside guy ran a go route. But at the same time, he kind of bent that go route in once he got inside leverage on the cornerback. And it was honestly a perfect throw by Matthew Stafford to Kenny Galladay for this touchdown. Hit him right in the hands, right where it needed to be. So the defender couldn't have any chance in the world to defend the pass. It was a good play. And unfortunately, that was the you know last nail in the coffin for the Chargers, put the Lions up thirteen to ten and obviously that was the final score in this game. Marvin Jones Jr. finished with five for 43 yards so he held their number two receiver pretty in check and after a huge game we mentioned it a couple times in our last podcast TJ Hawkinson had one of the best debuts for a tight end in a long time he finished with just one catch for seven yards so huge deal to hold him there Um, defense side of the ball really the only standout was Darius Slay had five total tackles had the game-winning interception good for Slay Uh, I'll tell you what man there's something going on in the water with some of these teams and their kicking game because after experiencing what Adam Vinatieri did in week one uh, tie along what he did in this game and then uh, Lions kicker Matt Prater missed his only field goal and missed an extra point so at the end of the day the Lions still left quite a few points on the board but the Chargers left more and unfortunately again 13 to 10 Chargers dropped this one and as always, we're going to go ahead and finish up the show with my weekly surge or static uh, segment. This is based off an article I do for Bolton Blue every single week. I pick three players that surged forward and three players that stayed static or took a step back. So getting right into this, number one, obviously, is going to be wide receiver Keenan Allen again. I think the best matchup of the day was watching Keenan, or quote unquote, the Slayer play against Darius Slay of the Lions. And on an individual level, the advantage went to Allen, uh, snagged eight passes, again, 98 yards, and he caused Slay to do some holding, caused a pass interference that got them on the one yard line. Um, So it was a good day, and Allen won this battle. So in the first two games, Allen has 16 catches, 221 yards, and a single score. He's on pace for 128 catches, 1,760 yards, and eight touchdowns. So cool to see. Um, I know it's been two games, but we'll see if it continues. He's gotten 10 and then 15 targets. From week one to week two, his targets increased by five. And I think it's going to stay, it should stay, in double-digit targets for Keenan Allen going forward as long as Hunter Henry's out and there's no other receiving threat at the tight end position. Up next is cornerback Casey Hayward. Uh, I kind of talked about this earlier in the day, but he did have an interception. It was awesome. It was nice to see him get in the interception department as well uh, in 2019 after failing him or failing to see him get one in the 2018 season. So again, just good for Hayward. Uh, he was pretty sticky for most of the day. A um, couple big catches, unfortunately, for Kenny Galladay, but uh, still a good day. Still a good day for Hayward. Um, No matter what, he's always usually one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And Mike Williams is our third surge player. Um, Again, a guy we talked about earlier in the podcast, but made some really big catches, including, I think, the catch of the day. Um, Everyone was raving about it around the NFL. 47 yards down the left sideline. He completely extended, laid out for this catch. Again, came down with it. It was pretty. He absolutely gave up his body, his injured body, remember, to do this play. It was awesome, and unfortunately, um, I wish we would have saw more of those during the game, but I will take this one. Through the first two games, he's only averaging 2.5 catches for 56 receiving yards, but again, expect the numbers to go up. Hunter Henry's not here. If he gets his knee right, I really do think he's going to be a viable option in this offense and continue some of the momentum he got from last season. Into the static category, I unfortunately have to put Austin Eckler in this category. He had a good game, 133 yards from scrimmage, another score. Apparently, he's the first running back since LaDainian Tomlinson to have, actually, excuse me, check that, he is the only Chargers running back to have four touchdowns through his first two games. LT did not ever have four touchdowns through the first two games of any season. He was with the Chargers. Take that as you will. It's still pretty cool. But no matter what Austin Eckler did in this game, no matter all the good that he did, it cannot make up for a fumble at the one-yard line to increase a lead that may have not have been... Uh, Surmountable by the Detroit Lions. He tried to jump over the pile like he just did. Of course he's going to do that. I'm not going to blame him for trying to jump over the pile again. It just sucks that it happened. It, he Again, like I stated earlier, he almost like reached the ball out straight into the fist of Jelani Tavai. Sometimes it just rolls that way. Unfortunately, they couldn't be good enough to still maintain a fumble like that and still win. It's unfortunate, but that's unfortunately what happens. Next up, kicker, punter, Ty Long. It's not his fault. Again, let me reiterate this. It was not his fault. I really don't put that much of the blame on him for what he's done. Yes, he's a kicker. Yes, he's um, an experienced guy of kicking field goals in the CFL. Unfortunately, I just think the pressure was maybe too much to punt really well, to then go out and make these field goals every single time. You'd think it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but I believe it was. He missed a 39-yarder off the upright. He missed another 41-yard kick on the very next drive. Obviously, it's excruciatingly frustrating. The Chargers have been through too many kickers. And just when they think they found their kicker of the future, he misses a couple games due to a groin injury. Well, we hope Michael Badgley's healthy for next season, excuse me, not next season, next week, and we maybe just don't have to worry about these problems anymore. I just, a game against the Texans, a good team that may have just been held, you know, to, I think, 13 points by the Jaguars who, uh, you know, they're a good or a bad team, middle of the road team, depending on your view of the Jaguars. But I think we're going to need the kicking game in this game against the Texans next Sunday. And finally, I tend to always have this guy more often than not in the static column. And and it's a little personal, but I'm not a fan of Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin needs to not be on the field anymore. I just don't think like there's an upside. People want to say, oh, he's a speedster. Oh, he's going to catch one over the top. He can do this, do that. It's just I don't see those things. And I understand he had the two clutch catches against Kansas City last year to help the team win their first game in Arrowhead for like five years. That's fine. So he, he sticks with the team through the offseason, gives him a chance to be a real contributor in this offense, but he just hasn't. The team brought in uh, some other guys. Um, they brought Dontrell Inman back, and I think a wide receiver three needs to step up in this offense. If there's going to be no receiving threat at tight end, as long as Hunter Henry's out, they're not going to do a bunch of two tight end sets either. With Henry in week one, you saw Henry and Green out there together. It's probably not going to be that way. They need a wide receiver three to step up, and I think Dontrell Inman is probably going to be that person. They're going to keep using Benji, though. They're going to use some motions and orbits and stuff, and try to make people pay attention to him. But at the end of the day, um, he's not that good of a player. He had one target in this game. It hit him in the chest on a third down that he was already two or three yards in front of the sticks, but he just let it bounce off his chest. And that stopped a drive. And, you know, any drive was important in this game. Every single drive was important. So not a fan of Travis Benjamin. He ends the static section today. Um, don't be surprised to see him again in this section. Uh just can't stop shaking my head at this one. All right, that does it for this week, guys. I I'm, Again, sucks that they lost. It sucks that the Chargers couldn't get this one out, couldn't dig this one out from the ditch, uh, 13 to 10 lines, but we'll get over it. We'll get over it. There's still some good. There's still some good trying to stay positive. Let's just stay positive together, and let's just hope for the best. I know it's a lot of superficial stuff, but, guys, I know we can do it. All love. Appreciate you guys, again, coming to listen to me every single week. Now, twice a week. Remember, once the regular season starts, I am doing this twice a week. Expect the next one out Saturday morning. Um, Check that. Let's go with Thursday morning. Thursday morning, I expect to have this one out a little earlier than I did last week. Um, Again, look for that. This has been Michael Peterson with the Powder Blue Review. You guys can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Go ahead and follow the podcast handle on Twitter. That's at P-B Review Podcast. And go follow all my written work over at SB Nation's Bolts from the Blue. That is their Los Angeles Chargers blog. Uh, Guys, like, subscribe, five-star review, comment tag, do everything. Tell your friends about it. Pass it along on Facebook. Let's grow this thing. Let's do it. I know you guys can help me. I appreciate and love every single one of you. Uh, Once again, guys, this has been Michael Peterson. I will see you guys later this week.